2: I haven't seen him play a ton, but the few times I have, it, you know, I like watching him. I enjoy his playing style. Looks like he's out there, you know,
0: having fun. And uh, he's been, I mean, it's not easy to play quarterback in this league. It's not easy to play as a young quarterback. And he's already had a lot of success. He's had a great start to the season. So, um, you know, he's, he's a guy, I don't think I've played against him. So I'm excited to, to watch him play and see how he does. That is Ryan Fitzpatrick. A little Fitz magic. A little Minshew magic. Mm-hmm. Kind of a fun matchup, really. I mean, uh, Fitzpatrick's a cool guy. We talked about him earlier in the week. Because of the Harvard nature, you know, just you don't see it. You don't, who was he? Jay Fiedler was a Dartmouth guy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Fiedler was, I'm pretty sure, it was a Dartmouth guy. So, just a little unusual. Um, and he's been around the block. I think yeah. He's played for six different teams against the Jags. Dang man, <laughs> think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's amazing. The life of a backup quarterback when I was starting quarterback. Well, he's a backup, backup quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. that's really played a lot in the last handful of years. Yeah, he really has. like, he is a lifetime backup guy. You'd think, but he's been so close to on the verge of being the guy. Mm-hmm. Was it last year in Tampa or two years ago in? T- must two been two years. years ago in Tampa, right? Because he's been with the Dolphins a couple of years. But two years ago in Tampa. He looked like he was going to keep that job because he got off to such a hot start. Remember, it was like ten touchdowns and no. He's throwing for four hundred yards a game. He he obviously did the same thing in New York as well for a couple games. Did he? Yeah, and then he cooled off. So he has these moments. I think it was New York, which actually kind of scares you, right? Because he's not a scary guy. Like you know, like whatever. Okay, it's not like you're playing Patrick Mahomes tonight or Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. So you kind of sleep on Fitzpatrick a little bit, and then bam, all he does is go throw for four fifty and three touchdowns. Mm It kind of scares me tonight. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, well, you know, with the secondary, it should scare you a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. Like, but to me, like, see, he's so streaky and does the streak start tonight? We'll see. But yeah, he's a streaky quarterback. Like, he has those three or four weeks where he's like the best fantasy quarterback in the NFL and then he just falls by the wayside. Let's just hope it's not tonight.
0: Yeah. Let's hope not tonight. <laughs> All right. Before the break, I ask who's going to be the breakout guy of the night? Yeah. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, not a Miami Dolphins player, but for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, who do you think? You pick one guy. It can't be Minshew. He's already kind of a breakout guy. Yeah, and yeah. People know who he is. Yeah. But I would say everybody else is safe. Like, nobody else on the Jaguars is, like, even Josh Allen, even Miles Jack. Yeah, we know those guys around here. But around the country, come on. Right, yeah. the people aren't wearing those guys' jerseys for sure. So no, hardly people are talking about it. Yeah, and maybe they should be. But who yeah. is was the big night tonight, and people will be talking about. Listen, him. you know how I feel about it.
2: All right, last year it was the it was the beginning of Minshew Manny on Thursday night. I mean, like people took notice and people were talking about Gardner Minshew. We had Uncle Rico the next couple weeks or so. This year, this Thursday night prime time game, I'm going with New Sack City,
0: and I'm going with Josh Allen. So what kind of game does he have? A good one. <laughs> That's it. A, a really good one. Well, because you really got to catch people's attention, though. You got to be like... The guy that they're talking about after the game, you know, the guy that they're talking about tomorrow morning on Good Morning Football. The highlights that they show, you sure. know, they're going to load up their show with Jags Dolphins highlights. But yeah. but to be that guy, to be like, hey, look at this guy, right? I mean, yeah. vinci was that guy last last year on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, right. He mm-hmm. became that guy when he beat the Titans. Even the fun post game interview. Yeah. Well Josh Allen has like this personality. He has some a character about him and he's a really, really good football player. We know that here. We think that here. Mm-hmm. So he would have to have a multiple sack game, make a big big, big play, I would think, yeah. to impact the football
2: Yeah, game. I mean let's go, you know, let's go two sacks, let's go a sack fumble, maybe for a, a big play, and then let's go ahead and get chase on and the next two let's get chase on a sack. So it's it's more of just like, yes, it's Josh Allen, but it's also the other edge rusher as well. And like all of a sudden now we're talking about how wow, this Jaguar is um pass rush not too shabby all
0: right uh we have well, a guess- you got you yes oh. to say yours you always put me on the spot uh, i was thinking it could be james robinson all right this team is uh the dolphins i think are 29th in the nfl against the run hmm. i think uh we have seen the jags kind of come out running the football a little bit and then we saw them come out throwing the football a little bit i view them as a pass happy team more so than a run team even though robinson's coming off a of- a uh, fine two games and, and a 100-yard game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this could be, like, if he has that highlight hurdle on the screen pass on national TV tonight like he did against Indianapolis, people are talking about James Robinson. Sure. If he has that second half, that third quarter drive that he had, you know, and, and showed some moves and then the explosive nature, people might be, who's James Robinson? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. fantasy football, be like, who's James Robinson? And I'll say, I already got him on my roster. Mm. That's what I'm going to tell mm. you. You can't have him. Not in my league. I'm going hope that he does good because you're struggling right now in fantasy football. Yes, by the way. I am. It's yeah. really bad. Uh, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin Austin Lane. And tonight we have the Jaguars and the Dolphins. And right now... We have Duran Wiley on the phone with us on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Former coach of the Reigns Vikings, couple times state champ. And he also coached Solomon Kinley at the high school level at Reigns. And Solomon Kinley, fourth round draft pick, playing for the Dolphins, starting for the Dolphins and doing a nice job. Coach, how the heck
3: are you? Hey, man, I'm doing well, man. How, how are you guys? We're
0: great. Thanks We're for great. taking a few minutes. Uh, first of all, how's this uh, lifestyle this fall without coaching?
3: <laughs> well, hey, it's been, it's very different, uh, but it's, it's been good. I've been productive. Uh, I have some things going on that I'm looking into. So, uh, But yeah, more importantly, I'm just enjoying myself, man, and, and that's what it's all about.
0: I'm not going to lie to you, Coach. You stepped down in Reigns, and everybody started to wonder, is he going to Veldasta?
3: Is he going to Meldasa?
0: <laughs> well, they're playing football in Milpitas, and you're not there.
3: I'm not there. I'm not there, no. So that's that's not it, man. But uh, I I heard all the rumors. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I bet you did. Hey, we wanted to get you on. Just tell us a little bit. I I, I love this guy, uh, Solomon yes, Kinley, I man. Did we did. We we followed him at the combine. Uh, we did a story during the pandemic with him, leading up to the draft. Uh, we've done the lifeguard story before, <laughs> back when he was playing for you as a sophomore. Um, yes, but sir. what a you know, offensive linemen, coach, they're usually pretty boring. Let's just be honest. They like to hunt. They like to go fishing. They're super serious. They're smart guys. But they don't have much personality, at least not in front of the media. This guy has a ton of personality. I love being around Solomon Kinley.
3: Well, you know, Solomon is a guy. hes You know, he's very infectious. Everyone just gravitates to him. He's always been that guy. You, you know, the first, you know, in, in school he's that guy. So it just carried over to the football field and – uh he is all he's always, you know, smiling and, and just making, you know, he's a big guy. So, you know, everybody just looks at him and they take to him. And, you know, he's fun to be around. Do you, are you
0: surprised? I don't want to say surprised because you're going to tell me no. Um, but he's a fourth round pick. He's already starting in the NFL on this line for the Dolphins. That's a pretty fast rise. Uh, were you surprised that he dropped all the way to the fourth round, given the talent that he had in his career at Georgia?
3: Well, you know, considering he was an inside guy, meaning, you know, playing guard, you know, those guys don't get the, they're not as, I would say, sexy as the tackles. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, he is who he is. And, uh, and the job that he's done, at, the, job, the job that he did at Georgia was phenomenal. Uh, the guys around him, of course, were first round picks. I mean, high draft picks. Um, so where he fell, I won't say I was surprised. I'm not surprised that he's starting now in the league. i mean, I tell you why. Because of the the job he did at Georgia, and who he is as a person and a player, you know, I I, I dreamt this before, and I think it, it, it's 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 happening right before my eyes.
2: Hey, Coach, so awesome Land here. So when you talk about Solomon, and obviously, like, even in high school, he was a big cat, right? And you knew he was probably going to do great things. I guess my question to you from a coaching perspective is, how do you cultivate a guy like that, right? Where you don't really have to really push him just because he's so big and he's so talented. Like, how did you, did you kind of change your coaching philosophy with him as opposed to some other players?
3: Well, you know, I did not. I, you know, I think we kind of pushed him harder. We you know, we saw the limb. Mm. We saw, obviously, the size. You know, we talked about, we always talked to him about his uh, his diet and uh, and being, you know, using your gifts. You know, we always told him, you know, he, t- he played basketball, you know, for, for, for all get out. And he can get up and down the court with the best of them at 360. <laughs> and that's when you kind of knew, hey, we're going to push this guy because there's something in him. And obviously, you know, signing with Georgia, it was the start of the journey.
0: Coach Duran Wiley with us, uh, former coach of the Reigns Vikings, led him to two state championships. Coach Solomon Kinley, who had a super career at Georgia, now is a fourth round draft pick and a rookie for the Miami Dolphins and he plays back in his hometown tonight. Just a cool young man and a great story and, and playing in the NFL now. And we've had a couple of guys play on that Miami Dolphins offensive line. Laramie Tunsil now with Houston, comes out of Lake yeah. City, Columbia, was playing with the Miami Dolphins. Isaiah Ford, we're going to have Verlin Dormady on in just a little bit. Isaiah Ford had a big week last week, comes out of Trinity Christian, so there's some local angles to the Miami Dolphins, uh, you got to give us a story, Coach. With that kind of personality, when, when people bring up Solomon Kinley,
3: what's the <laughs> story you tell? Well, I talk about Solomon, uh, I think I would have to go <laughs> my favorite Solomon story. When <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, this is it right here. Solomon comes to me. One day in practice, and, you know, I'm, he has this smile on his face, but it's also kind of, you know, serious. And, uh, you know, we got a big game, and, and uh, I'm all focused. He comes to me and says, Coach, do you think you can put me at fullback? <laughs> <laughs> I can get a look, or maybe a carry. <laughs> I told him, if man, if you don't get out of my get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> and the, what made it so funny, he was kind of serious. And I'm like. Are you serious? You no, know, so. But, hey, man, that was just one of the stories uh, there. Try
2: trying to get that shine, Brad. Right. Trying to get that, you know, quote unquote, jumbo package in
3: there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a jumbo package. Oh, yeah. That's a real jumbo package. That's a real jumbo package. Hey, and by the way, for
0: two reasons, Solomon Kidley's a tough guy to say no to, coach. One, he's 360 <laughs> well, <yeah>. pounds. <laughs> yes, sir. And two, yes, that two, that smile mixed with that serious nature is a dangerous combination.
3: Well look here, man, it was no doubt he was large and in charge, man. But you know, he was a good guy, man. I I'm so fortunate to have coached him for, for four years.
0: Uh, Duran Wiley with us, former Reigns Vikings coach. All right, we'll let you go, but are you gonna be at the game tonight? Are you allowed to go? I, mean, I know yeah. it's tough with the pandemic, but what's your it what, is. Have you talked to him?
3: Well, I have I have spoken with him. Um I'm going out to 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 sit and watch him in the At a little bar and have a good time, man. Enjoy myself.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Well, wish him good luck. Uh, Maybe not too much luck tonight against the Jaguars, but I know he's going to have a great (laughs) career. Uh, Thanks for jumping in and glad you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying the time off from from, uh, high school football. All right, guys. You take care. Have a good day. You bet. That's Duran Wiley, former Reigns coach, and surprisingly stepped down uh, at the earlier this year, mm-hmm. and uh, taking some time for himself, and uh, won a couple state championships. Solomon Kinley. I, I will say, like that is a great story from Kinley because it is so you can really see it. I mean, yeah. he's just got such a personality. I think we've talked about this before, maybe in the pre-draft process, and I I said it like this, like seriously, offensive linemeners. Like, do you remember playing with some funny offensive linemen? Like, guys that were, like, maybe, even if they were funny, they probably had a dry sense of humor? Well, I mean, Evan, though. Evan was one of the well, kind. a kind, you
2: know, point. Evan Britton.
0: But even yeah. Evan looked like he wanted to kick
2: your butt sometimes. Oh, he definitely right? did, so, yeah. Like, but this like, guy is so If you got jovial. to know him, yeah, I, I got you. So, like, you know, obviously, offensive linemen, you have to wear kind of like that that tough exterior, right? And yeah. then when you can kind of break that shell a little bit, you see who they truly are. Yeah, it's really rare to have like that easy-go-lucky kind of offensive lineman who's always kind of cool with you. you got to have to be like a teammate or see who he really is to experience that kind of behavior. No, so no. I got you. So yeah, to answer your question, no. <laughs> they're all pretty, uh, they're all pretty intense. They're all pretty serious, especially like how they perceive themselves to like, probably media members like you. Yeah, and they're
0: not jerks. They're just, they're no. just super serious guys. A lot of them are very nice guys. Like mm-hmm. very intelligent guys. Kinley just has this different persona yeah. as an offensive lineman. What do you think about Brad Meester? Like, was Brad Meester, how was he towards the media? Well, here's the thing with Meester. This is what I always said about him. Mm-hmm. Meester, uh, my best way to describe Brad Meester is that He might be the guy that you just tailgated with at 10 o'clock in the morning in the parking lot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you walk into the game and he's playing. (laughs) For sure. Like, that's Brad Meester. Like, you would never know he was an NFL player. Exactly. You just wouldn't. Nope. And, uh, I mean, because there is nothing, just nothing that exudes, hey, I play in the league. Yeah. From him. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And he only did it. For a super long time and as Mr. Jaguar. Without a and doubt. And for that reason, I still think one of the, like, he hated the cameras. Like, from an offensive lineman standpoint, he hated it. Okay. He's like, are you guys really coming over here? Like, yeah, he hated yeah, when yeah. you talked to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but super, super nice guy Without But uh, you probably want to tailgate with as well. Uh, speaking of, you could do the same with this next, uh, guest. Trinity Christian Conquerors head coach, Berlin Dormady joins us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin, along with Austin Lane. Coach, how the heck are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. That's nice out here doing a little walkthrough. Getting ready for Columbia. Yeah, you've got a big one tomorrow. Game of the week, <laughs> by the way, brought to you by Honda the Avenue's here on Action Sports Jax on ESPN six ninety and we'll have it on the Friday night blitz. It's uh Lake City, Columbia against Trinity Christian tomorrow night. Tell us a little bit about that one. It's a big one.
1: Yeah, it is a big one. You know, we didn't we didn't do that well against the Bulls. We we didn't play well at all. And so uh our kids are you know, we didn't play last week, so uh they're ready to get back on the field and play, and I know it's Columbia's first game uh, because of the uh, um, the COVID. So they're uh, they're anxious to play. It ought to be a you know good crowd and a great chance for these kids to get out and play some football.
0: Absolutely. Uh, was that just Bowls uh, getting the better of you? Did you not play well? Are you guys better than than that? Do you think you are?
1: I, I think we're better than what we showed. You know, you you never want to make excuses. Uh, but, uh, Bowles is a really good football team. They're a really good football team and they did a great job against us. So, um, uh, we've, uh, they, hey, you know what they showed us where we were very weak at and we had to get better and, uh, hopefully we'll, Played better this Friday night.
0: All right. Well, good luck tomorrow night. I don't want to steal too much time on your walkthrough, but I did ask you to come on so you can talk a little bit about Isaiah Ford, former Trinity Christian Conqueror. Uh, How proud uh, of you. You've had so many guys, right, Uh, so many big-time players that have gone on to college, some to the NFL. This one was a road that was a bit winding for Isaiah Ford, but here he is three years later, still sticking with the Miami Dolphins, had a career-high seven catches last week.
1: You know what? And he deserves it, too. He's one of them kids that just, I mean, he works his rear end off. You know, I remember him coming to us uh, as a ninth grader, and I was laughing uh, when he was about to graduate. I said, Isaiah, do you remember how much you weighed when you came in here as a ninth grader? And uh, he said, no, how much? I said, you weighed 119. And (laughs) and he started, you know. So uh, he's one of them kids that's just, man, he's a great leader. He's a great worker. You know, he's smart um and you know what you know credit to him he's got a a situation where you know he's getting a start now with the dolphins and uh, um he's doing well and man we are proud of him we are
0: berlin dormity trinity christian head coach with us on action sports shacks on espn 690 we appreciate him taking a few minutes outside of the walkthrough to talk about isaiah ford who plays for the dolphins tonight against the jaguars that game on fox 30 uh quick thing on ford uh This is a guy – I think this is an interesting lesson for kids, right, because – and you have a lot of them – that go to a school and get a scholarship, and sometimes I think the mentality of people maybe around them, not necessarily them, can be, oh, wow, they made it. Right, That's the end of the road. Right. Well, there's so much more maturation as a player and a person that takes place when you get to that next level. He has a consistent oh. and really good career at Virginia Tech. I'm not even sure many yeah. people pegged him to ever play in the NFL, but here yeah. he is all these years later after getting that college scholarship, working on right. his craft, working hard, and now he's in mm-hmm. the big time.
1: Yeah, and, and he's, he's one of them kids. You know, I mean, he would uh, – um, he he was a great basketball player too. I don't know if you remember but him and Grayson used to go at it um when we played Providence uh years ago. And uh he, he was really good there. So he would play football but then he would go to the gym and take shots, you know, for an hour and a half. Uh and, and then, you know, come to football practice the next day too. And so his lifts and was, but he's that kid, you know. Um sometimes them kids are Hard to find, but he's that uh, kid that just is really smart, hard worker. Um, you know, had goals, uh, knew what was important in life. You know, he always just did did right. And uh, um, I mean, you know, when it, when the teachers love you, your administration loves you, your coaches all love you. You know, that that says a lot for the kid. Well, sometimes that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, it says a lot about you. Okay, last one for you. Are you going to the game? Have you been in contact with him? I know you got a game tomorrow. There's the pandemic going on. What's what's your conversation? You have a lot of guys to keep up with. But how often do you talk to a guy like Isaiah? Well,
1: you know what? We texted today because our headmaster, his family, are going to the game, and they got some signs. and uh going to say, uh, uh, you know, Isaiah Ford, Trinity loves Isaiah Ford and got him in this number and everything, number 84. But uh, Brent, you know what? I got to work tonight. We have a JV game, ah, so uh, so uh, I will be hurrying home as soon as the JV game's <laughs> over to watch this one for sure.
0: Absolutely, well, you can watch it on Fox 30, Coach. A little
1: shameless plug. Hey, you know right what? There. I'll be I'll be glad to. I'll, I can't. I probably got on on record right now.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for jumping in. I know you had a walk, we really appreciate you jumping on for a few. Hey, thanks, Brent. You got it. Thanks good, for having me. Good luck tomorrow night. Uh, Coach Berlin Dormody, Trinity Christian will play Lake City, Columbia. Just a friendly reminder, uh, that is our Honda of the Avenues game of the week coming up tomorrow, and we'll have the Blitz scoreboard show at 9 o'clock. It's a new show. It's going into week three of it. Uh, we're having fun with it. So if you love high school football, want to see how Trinity does, uh, we will take you a live look into that game tomorrow during the show. Uh, we'll have the ability to do so. We already know. We're setting it up. So uh, hopefully you can join us tomorrow 9 o'clock here on ESPN 690. And then all the video platforms, you'll be able to see probably the conclusion of that high school football game uh, on our video platforms. Thanks to Verland Dormady for jumping in. Thanks uh, to uh, Duran Wiley for jumping in. So there's Solomon Kinley in this game. You also have, uh, uh, obviously, Isaiah Ford, uh, who has, by the way, 72 catches in his NFL career, no touchdowns. Which is interesting. I wonder how the long. I thought of this. I was like, I wonder what the longest road before you catch your first touchdown sure, is. Yeah. and 72 is probably not even close to it. I'm sure but, there's a lot more. But that's still a lot, a good amount of catches. It is uh, for uh, Isaiah Ford. Also, Jared Davis is on the practice squad. Super fast guy coming out of Ed White played at Auburn as well. He's now with the Dolphins. So three local products playing with the Dolphins the organization. Pipeline. And then of course you have here Shaq Quarterman yep. out of Oakleaf High School playing mostly special teams right now mm-hmm. for the Jags. This is a great illustration in this game tonight on national television of just how good the local talent here is in the River City.
2: Yeah, without a doubt, man. Anytime you can showcase it, it's a good thing. So I mean, it's probably a big night for a lot of these guys. Hopefully they have a bunch of family members, you know, depending with COVID-19, the restrictions, but hopefully a lot of people are coming to watch them play.
0: You will hear this a little bit later on when I asked Josh Allen about, all right, Thursday night football, like if it when, you know, do you pick out what you're going to wear? Yeah. Do, you, do you have to look a little like you have to get your hair cut, you know, for that walk into the stadium? You know, we see Russell Westbrook and LeBron James Travis and Kelsey. Cam and all these, you know, but how much thought did you put into a primetime game? You in play. terms of dressing? Well, I don't know about dressing, yeah, but no. just overall, like, hey, everybody in Iowa is going to be able to yeah, see this yeah. game. Like, heck, I even say it now. It's like, I talked to my mom this morning. I'm like, Mom, Jags are on NFL Network. She's like, okay, channel 212. All right, yeah. I got it. Listen, <laughs> like, I, she obviously has direct TV. Uh, <laughs> I, said, plug. <laughs> <laughs> I said this last year um, on the show.
2: I'm, I'm going to repeat it now. I've been retired, what, for four or five years now, I think? Five years? Six years? And the only time I've actually missed the game of football, and I was like, damn, I wish I could go back out there again, was last year when the Jaguars played the Titans on Thursday night. And it wasn't like sitting in the press box with the lights on watching the game. It was the pregame, being on the field, seeing these guys get their pregame warm-ups and things like that. Like, for whatever reason, just when it's night, it's prime time, all eyes on you, it's something special. So... To answer your question, it did mean something, right? Because I played a couple of Monday night football games as well, a couple of Thursday night football games. And yeah, playing in those games, it adds a little extra oomph, right? It adds a little extra oomph because all the eyes are on you in the country, number one. And number two, it's the fact that it kind of goes back to the most purest form of football. Like you ask a lot of these guys in the locker room right now, what are some of your best memories playing football? They'll say high school right? Or they'll say Pop Warner. And usually you played those games at night. So it's almost like you're going back to the glory days a little bit. You're going back to a time when football was the most purest playing high school football. And it brings back some of those memories
0: as well. So yeah, it definitely means something to these guys. Yeah. And you can tell, like guys light up about this. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a, you'll hear it from Josh Allen. I'm going to play my interview with him uh, at five o'clock. And when I ask them a little bit about the Thursday night experience, or any primetime experience, Sunday night or even Monday, it's the fact that you're the lone game, especially Monday and Thursday, because other guys are probably going out to dinner after a game or in the cold tub on the Sunday. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. Sunday night game, I'm not sure this, it works exactly the same way. But on Thursday night and on Monday night, most of your peers in the NFL are watching you. Sure. It's not necessarily even your family at home and your coaches and the whole world and nation. It's more that Players are watching you. It's the only thing to watch. Mm -hmm. And so you almost want to put on a show for them uh, as well and say, hey, we're pretty good down here, too.
2: Well, there's that, but also like now the world that we live in with social media and just, you know, like information at the click of a button and everyone can have their own say at a click of a button. I mean, these games right here are the games. You can be a household commodity from a branding standpoint as well. I'm reminded of Odell Beckham Jr., you know, whatever it was, three or four or five years ago with the New York Giants. I think that was Monday Night Football when he had that catch, mm-hmm. right? Like Now, at the time, Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best wide receivers in the league. But he had that catch, and that catch put him in a stratosphere that no other wide receiver at the time was in, off of one catch, off of one, one-handed grab, and all of a sudden Odell was the guy. All of a sudden, Odell's in every single commercial. All of a sudden, everyone's dying their hair blonde on top because it was because of one catch, right? So that's... That's just the impact of these prime time games. When everyone's watching, not only your peers, but also fans alike, you
0: know, are on the country.
2: All it takes is one play and it can change kinda maybe your whole
0: entire life. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. And and I and guess what? It happens in both the positive and negative. Yeah. Like I'm convinced, see, when we go back and talk about SCOBY missing in Pittsburgh, the reason why that became such a big story. And the whole Snoop Dogg thing and everything else. The reason why was because those were prime time games. If he had missed at one o'clock in the fashion that he missed on a Sunday afternoon, well, it it would have still been a thing, and maybe Pittsburgh would have given up on him. But it became a thing because Scobie missed on national television the way he missed. Well, this is the age. This is the one of my favorite quotes is, and and one of the great respects I have for athletes is like if you want to. You have to have the courage to get in the arena, right? Absolutely. Well, that's what it is. You have to have the courage to get in the arena, and sometimes like, well, yeah, why? I mean, you get all the glory. It's like, well, sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Yep. Because Brandon Wright tonight is in a situation four days ago he never (laughs) thought he'd be in. Sure. Georgia State punter-slash-kicker taking over for a guy who hasn't missed in this stadium, doing it on national TV. And there's two ways it can go. And so, that's real. That's it. Takes some courage to get in the arena. Someone
2: said that he looks like my freshman high school football yearbook photo. I guess someone sent a picture of him.
0: It's close. Dude, it's not bad. Is this the, like the mugshot one where all the he's smiling? Oh, uh, I have one of those. Yeah, I, mean, I got a couple yeah, of those. But Yeah, yeah. But it's that's close. the one they're referring to. right? Yeah, the big refer- smiley yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great shot. I know, man. It's a great shot. Well, hopefully he's on the right side. Yeah, yeah Of good. everybody talking. <laughs> you have one kind of like it. Kind of like that. I'm not smiling that I much, but remember, you remember that one I, I showed I, you. Yeah, I was, you, don't, you don't have that wide grin on. No, man, I'm, it was my senior photos. I was looking mean. I had my football pads <laughs> on. Yeah, uh we got to talk more about this Jags Dolphins game when we come back. If the Jags win, what does it mean for this season? What do you start to think about now? How good could they actually be? Even though many of us thought they wouldn't at all, we'll talk about that on ESPN 6 You can catch the game Jags Dolphins tonight on Fox 30 our pregame coverage countdown and kickoff starts at 6:30 on the TV side. Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all like half politics, half sports. Austin Lane I we, mean, have you been
2: on Twitter lately? Do you, do you want 100,000 extra $100,000? $100, do you want a scholarship? Let's go <laughs> politics. When we get back here. Action Sports Jacks. ESPN
1: 690. I definitely think it does. You know, um, those are two very good teams, two very good division teams we played so far. Uh, competed well. Had a chance to win both. Um, so it was just taking those good things that we've done
2: um, and you know building on those, and then trying to fix the stuff that we uh, haven't done
0: well. That is Gardner Minshew. Can he keep it up? Wow, that was an abrupt ending. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Keep it up, you know. <laughs> I thought, I thought we went off the air. <laughs> I was going to tune everything
2: through the music, and all of a sudden he stopped. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> you lost your rhythm. Better turn off the mic real quick. That is what <laughs> we call messing up.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're good for right. hey, today. At least we At least we're on. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And... Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the Jags. I wonder if they win this game, what will it mean or could it mean going forward? Like, what is, does this one change the landscape? Like, last week, if they had beaten Tennessee, I thought it changed the entire narrative about what the Jags were. I'm not sure if that, if you're two and one with a win over Miami on Thursday night football, does that do that this early in the season? I'm not sure. We're going to get to that in just a moment. There's Teal on Teal tonight for the first time ever. Talked Mm. about it late in the show, but really didn't uh, uh, elaborate on it. There's Teal end zones getting rave reviews. They look good. I like the Teal zones. Yeah. Uh, It was classy. I love the idea of this Teal on Teal. I think it's going to look good. Now, you never know until you see it out there. Right. And and it's almost like, yeah, you can see. Somebody can hold it up. Heck, somebody can even model it. Somebody can show me a picture of it. But until you see the mass of humanity out there Mm -hmm. in it, it's hard to really get a gauge. So um, I'm not a uniform guy. I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see how the teal on teal looks and see if they could use it more often. I think it's going to look real, really good. I'm, my anticipation is that it's going to look really good. Do you like the idea of it?
2: Yeah. Like I you know, I said this kind of uh, yesterday on the show a little bit. Like for me, I'm, I'm a sucker for the, the teal tops with the what's up, Brian for the black trousers, if you will. <laughs> uh, I like that combination a lot. I'll be honest, I've never seen the teal on teal like pretty much nobody has. So um, I'm going to reserve my opinion to actually see it on TV, um, seeing how it comes across. But I'm intrigued, and at the end of the day, that's your identity, right? Basically, we talk about what's your identity as a team. Are you a pass-first team? Um, what's your defense like? It's all about identity. Well, the identity in terms of uniform, in terms of color, is the color teal. So I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm
0: excited. I can't wait to see if it comes out. All right, I've got to be honest with you. You know, when I think teal or this kind of color, I mean, the Miami Dolphins have that kind of color. Aqua, yeah. It's a it's a different like seafoam green or aqua. I I don't know what they even actually call it, but like I know we used to call it teal. Like when I was a kid, because I was a huge Dolphins fan, and I had that color like in my room, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like everywhere. The carpet was that color. Dolphins everywhere. Oh yeah, I was a big Dolphins fan. All right, and so. But but part of the aqua reason, is the official it, color. Is that what they actually aqua, call it? Orange and white. Wow. Okay. So uh, like I know my mom used to call it teal, right? Yeah it, yeah. it had like a different feel to it. Um. But they're totally different. I mean, the depth of the color in the aqua versus the teal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, the Dolphins' it, it, uniforms were pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, like it might have been the reason it got my attention. I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't remember why. Like I my first. I liked the Dolphins growing up because I the first uh Super Bowl I remember was Marino against the Niners. And so okay. Marino was a thing at the time, right? So it was kind of like it'd be like watching Patrick Mahomes for the first time. You're like, "Oh, I love the Kansas City Chiefs," right? Mm-hmm. Easy. That's how it happens. Yep. And so and the Patriots, I always say this, Patriots were not good. Mm-hmm. For a very with the exception of like 1986 when they went to the Super Bowl, they were not good. Nobody went to the games. People kind of didn't trash talk uniforms too, but now, like looking back on it, not I, bad. Looking now, back there, actually, retro. Be way more appreciated. Yeah, now, right? yeah. But the, like the Patriots weren't even on TV mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, and so in the AFC East, they would. I think because it was an opponent, they would play the Dolphins instead because they were blacked out on TV. So it would be like around here if they were blacked out, you'd show either Tampa or Miami maybe because they're in Florida. But you also could show Houston or Indy or Tennessee because they're in your division. Hmm. And so I think that's why we saw the Dolphins a lot on TV. Plus the Dolphins were good. I mean, they were pretty good. He didn't have all these different outlets and, and as many games on at one time. But the, the, with Marino, the Dolphins were entertaining and Don Shula and all that stuff. Um, but I love the Dolphins. I thought I was a huge Dolphins fan until the Jags made Dan Marino retire. Yeah. And then I found out, and around that time I was getting into the business, like, I didn't care about the Dolphins at all. Like, I actually was a huge Marino fan. I was a Marino fan. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I you. So I was I just you. absolutely a Dan Marino fan. Yeah. The second he retired. Yeah. I didn't ever flip on a Dolphins game again. we Look at a score much. And, like, it never had that feeling for me. It was really weird from a fandom standpoint. Like, I didn't know it. I thought I was a Dolphins fan. I was really just a Marino fan.
2: See, and... I mean, you've known this before a little bit, but I might have been a little Tennessee Titans fan growing up a little bit. They're like my second team because Eddie George, right? Eddie Could George. Be because I was a, I was a very tall Pop Warner player. And even though but like what my coaches said, I thought that, Hey, I'm not playing wide receiver and I'm definitely going to play offensive lineman. I'm going to play halfback like Eddie George. So don't move me anywhere else. Well, I shot to be way too tall and too skinny. So those days were gone. But like, obviously my team was Green Bay and it, it's kind of the same sediments between Dan Marino and Brett Favre. Like, once Favre was done, man, like, I was still a Green Bay fan, but it's like, you just lost something. Like, w- when Favre chose to walk away and then he went to New York, it was just like, what are we doing? You know, like, you're supposed to retire at Green Bay Packer. What what are we talking about, the New York Jets? And then he goes to the Vikings, and then all of a sudden it's like a civil war in my hometown where it's like, well, are you a Vikings fan now because of Brett Favre? Or are you a Packer? I'm not kidding, man. Like, people chose sides. It was like Apple versus Samsung. It was like, you know... PS5 versus Xbox, whatever. Seven twenty, eight twenty. Um, so it was that big of a deal. So I can see where you're coming from with Dan Marino. Once you retired, you kind of lost the passion, kind of lost love. And let's be honest, when you retired, they kind of went down in the dumps anyway.
0: Well, and that might have been it too. Yeah, right. But you I, bandwagon jumper. You. Know? I don't really think it was it. It was more it lined up with I got in the business at that time. I got. You, you know, I mean, that's exactly when I graduated college mm-hmm. that year. And got into the bit, so I I think it was a combination of all those things, and um, it's just wild the the how fandom works. Like now I look at like Ty or whatever he likes the Rays, and he was a big Evan Longoria fan. I was like, oh, maybe he just likes Evan Longoria, but mm-hmm. Longoria's gone. They trade guys away left and right, and he still likes the Rays. Yeah. So I mean, he's a Rays fan.
2: He's in it. Him God and, bless him. Him and the ten other
0: people uh, <laughs> around state. They yeah. the state clinched. Yeah, at least champs. Congrats. They're good. Salute. They are. You talk about one of the most just under-talked about, underrated. You feel bad for them. Almost like they're, they've been so good the last three years especially. Yeah. They were really bad for a long time. But these last three years, the Rays have been really good at playing baseball. Yeah. And nobody cares. I'll be honest, man. Like nobody. Because you can't even name guys on their team. They don't. It's not like they're getting carried by Bryce Harper. They don't have that guy. Yeah. And, and maybe Ty can
2: you know, shut me up a little bit, but I can't remember the last time that I've seen somebody wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat around
0: here? There are a few. Like, I don't know what it looks like. It is exact, a TV? In, uh, in our TV station? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a good... What does it got look like, like? Does it still have the burst on it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is uh, they got rid of the devil. Yeah, they they got, like, got rid of the, the devil. ray is gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's wild. I mean, I think there might be more women that like the Rays because of Kevin Kiermaier, their center okay. fielder. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> At least... He's kind of dreamy or what? I think that's what... At least my wife likes Kevin Kiermaier. Come <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So I'm Noted. assuming.
2: Yeah. Well, not, um, better not, my house, we're a Brewer's family, okay? So you better get with Christian Yelich or something like that. We're not going with these Kevin Kilmeyers or whatever you're talking about. He's too close. Way too close proximity. Stay in Milwaukee yeah, where you belong, right. Christian.
0: That's a good call. By yeah. oh, the way, he's playing. I'm not sure he can get a date right now. He's <laughs> not
2: lying. You better go on Tinder, man, and, and
0: pray. What a, what an awful season for him. Hey, let's not talk about him. Yeah, man. Okay, <laughs> hey, if the Jaguars win tonight, what will their record be at the bye? What what week is the bye again? Here we got a six. I'll give you. Six, I'll give you yeah. the schedule. It's at Cincinnati. At it's home. It's at Houston, and it's home against Detroit. So at Cincinnati, at Houston, home against Detroit. Mm. So it's a six-game record. If they win tonight, you're saying what's the record going to be? Yep. I mean,
2: I got to go four and two, right? Do I got to go four and two with this? I'm thinking four and two. Do I go four and two? I had to win five games this year.
0: (laughs) Well, you could lose a lot in the back
2: half, so. Yeah. I think realistically, let's go three and three. You know, like I think Cincinnati, I get it. They haven't won a game yet, but don't underestimate
0: Joe Burrow and company at their house. If the Jaguars win 31 to 10 tonight. You're definitely going four and two, five and one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if they go, if they win tonight and they dominate, I'm getting Super Bowl ticket. I'm, I'm literally gonna book my flight to Tampa Bay right now, and I'm telling my friends to come on down. We're going to the Jaguars Super Bowl. I'm just kidding, but I'm blushing. You think
0: about it. Thinking about the Jaguars being five and one. Can you imagine it? Seriously, let's just let's just let's just have fun for a second. The, what the we do the Opponents are winless. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the trend continues and it's a miserable start. I already predicted that uh, O'Brien's going to get fired in Houston sometime during the year. The Lions are trash right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dolphins might just not be good enough, and they have a tough, tough schedule to start. Cincinnati's playing a rookie QB, and I think they're better actually on paper than people think they are. They're not last year's Cincinnati team, um, so they, they will win some games, but they're not unbeatable. Oh, Let's just say I mean, the Jaguars do go 5-1. and one. Yeah, They're the Chargers, too. They're the Chargers. Who does? The Jaguars. Not in the first six games. That's after the bye.
2: Doesn't it go, it goes Jaguars, so it goes Dolphins, Bengals, Texans, Lions, Chargers.
0: Yes, but there's a oh, bye. Oh, there's a bye. Because you mentioned the Texans, so I thought we are going down the list. No, well, the Texans are the fifth game, so it's a Cincinnati after this. Hey, man. They play the Chargers before they play the Texans. They play the Texans twice every year. Look up one. Oh, I'm tripping. My bad, man. Thanks. All right. We're good. My bad. Are we okay? I think we'll be all Should right. Should we call an ambulance? We'll be all right, man. My bad. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. I didn't know they play the Texans like back to back like that or so yeah, close to close together. Okay, my bad. Uh, so if they were to be five and one mm. with a three point loss to Tennessee only. Ooh, baby. And they really <laughs> still uh, you could make the argument well, they you do know, beat Indianapolis. Well, it beat Indianapolis and Deshaun Watson in Houston. Uh that would be Yeah. A pretty decent see. resume. And I know they took advantage of some other teams, but keep in mind the Jags are supposed to be the team that people are taking advantage of. Correct. You know, so five and one would be absolutely crazy. I just wanted to make everybody's mind wander that way. It'd be crazy. Four and two is actually doable if they win tonight. If they don't win tonight, I can't imagine four and two. I think three and three is highly acceptable. I think it's more, could be realistic too. It's probably most realistic. And very acceptable. The only thing that I change a little bit on that is, once you got the win against Indianapolis, can you sneak one more before the bye? Because I think a lot of people had hoped you would be 3-3 three and three anyway. Lose the first two, beat the Dolphins, beat the Bengals, beat the Lions, mm-hmm. right? So maybe go 0-3 in the division, yeah. but be 3-3 three and three at the bye. That's what I think people thought. Well, now you say, well, you beat Indianapolis, and you played pretty well against Tennessee. The, the expectations change to be... Maybe you should be three and three or four and two, even mm-hmm. like you're saying. Yeah, it'd be a heck of a thing,
2: Brent. Heck of a thing. I just I think that Houston Texans game is gonna be a rough one.
0: I think the next I think four that... weeks are going to be very challenging. Quite frankly, yeah. I mean, I think the Dolphins are coming in here desperate given the rest of their schedule, yeah. and I think the Bengals are better than people think.
2: I don't think like the NFL is gonna let JJ Watt lose to the Jaguars. Let's take that for how you want it. I don't see them letting J.J. Watt lose that many games. Did you see his press conference after the game? They got beat to the Ravens. The guy was almost crying. Yeah.
0: No one likes a crying J.J. Watt. They might be 0-3. I don't know. I like crying J.J. Watt. You like crying J.J. Watt? Yeah, He's a good guy, so. man. Come on now. He, he is. is. I I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. 3-3. Three three. 0-3 maybe after Pittsburgh. Oof. Woo! Bill O'Brien. That seat's getting mighty,
2: mighty toasty. You know what the most ironic thing is about this whole thing, Brent? All right. Doug Marone on the hot seat big time. Right? I mean, I think we agree. Like, he was one of the... Yeah. Right now? Are we talking about Doug Marone being on the hot seat at all or not? Not at stage. Is he still too young or is too... young? Can we
0: we say it? No, right now he's not. Okay. Changes week to week, but right now he's not. Yeah, but I'm saying Bill O'Brien. Hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Jags got to win tonight, man. We have 10 more days before the next game. Jags have to win tonight. They have to win tonight for us and for the city and to feel good. I don't want one and two kind of talk. One and two talk changes everything. Yeah. And one and two talks like, hey, you stole a win, so what?" And we're back. You might yeah. lose to everybody. Listen, I and two yeah. might bring tanking back into play. Ooh, don't um, that's a bad word, Brent. We it's not in our vocabulary anymore. Final line. Here, it's not in our vocabulary NFL. anymore, man. That's the first time you said that word. It is the whole time I've known you. Uh, <laughs> when I come back, when we come back, I don't know why I said I, but when we uh, here on Action Sports on somewhere? ESPN six ninety, I will chat with Josh Allen, uh, the Jaguar star pass rusher, who will have a coming out party tonight, according to. Austin Lane. It's in the final hour of the show's we get you set for a big game in Jacksonville tonight. Dolphins, Jaguars on Fox 30. Coverage begins on TV at 630. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will
1: assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.